though everyone hates it, it opened up doors for him because <laughs> people saw range with Mark Wahlberg. Did they see range? I, that. <laughs> I think I think that was a reach at the end. I was trying to follow you, but I was like, I can't go past this line. You, know? <laughs> you, can't, you can't hit me with the, the That's range. That's why I <laughs> this, is, this is where I stop. It's but, the range of roles he's willing to accept. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. This is Marcus Lindsay, Tamiya J, and Yannick, and we're the Better Movie Maybe podcast. We're going through 2008's The Happening, starring Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel, and who else was in John Lake Lazama? I guess he gets a star. Uh, he gets he gets top billing in this movie. Um, we're walking through on this podcast. We walk through movies to figure out how we can make a better movie out of a not so great movie. We're basically those friends that nitpick and go through a movie and commentate over it the entire time. But we're gonna go through this movie today and try to figure out how we can make a better movie, maybe. So let's hop right in. The Happening, let's get with the first impressions, man. What, I know you've probably seen this movie at least once before and then seeing it again. Thoughts, what you got? I hadn't seen this movie before. I had seen parts of it. I remember, I think my sister sent me a scene just mocking how ridiculous it was. And then, uh, so this is my first time watching it all the way through. And my first impression is that this is a sincerely bad movie. It's not good. It's got a lot of issues in basically every aspect of it. So this would be fun to tear apart. Sincerely bad. So I remember watching this movie when it first came out. Um, I liked M. Night Shyamalan's Signs. Like it's it's still one of my favorite movies. And so he had made The Village, which I was like, yeah, we'll give you a pass. And then this one came out and I remember watching it. Like the scene that I remember from what I thought originally was a guy lying down and getting ran over the lawnmower because... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The CGI on that was so bad. (laughs) (laughs) And so then when I watched this movie again more recently for the podcast, there's just so many, so many good moments. Like this movie is low hanging fruit when it comes to how it could be a better movie. Like so much was wrong. No, that I think that moment, that moment was in the trailer. I remember when I saw it back in, in when it first came out. And I was shocked, right? You're like, oh, shoot. All these people are like killing themselves or something. It's like this crazy movie about whatever. And then you see it and you're like, spoiler alert, it's, it's the plants. <laughs> and <laughs> I think watching it back then, I was just as disappointed. It was probably worse this time because I knew better. And that's, <laughs> and that's, what, that's what got me this time was Ew, this movie, this movie was bad. And then I went back just to just to look at it again and it was even worse. Everything was bad. The characters non-existent. The acting was universally bad, which was crazy. Like I, I don't think I've seen a movie where every actor was just bad. Only yeah. only person I would say was was Oscar worthy, if we're putting an Oscar worthy category on this movie, okay. was John Leguizamo. Like he had the best, I felt he the dialogue terrible so it was hard to work with anything like sure. the script 
But I felt like the most believable performance out of the main characters was Talon Muzama. I disagree. I think the most believable person was the dude that came in the room talking about hot dogs. Y'all like hot dogs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he went on a whole monologue about hot dogs. Um, he basically was the savior of the movie if we when we get into it. He said uh, they're a cool shape. Yeah. Full of protein. Full of protein. <laughs> and we had time for this. Mm. In this movie, we had time for that. <laughs> so <laughs> let's let's kind of start off, man. Let's walk through it. Make sure you, you give your suggestions. I'm pretty sure we're making a better movie from scratch this time. So there's no ingredients that we can really use. Let's throw just, it all out. Throw it all out. Let's let's just bake a new cake. This movie starts off in Central Park. We are introduced to they're not they're not recurring characters. They don't come back at all. But there's these two ladies sitting on a park bench, and then the happening happens. I guess the happening so, happens. That happens quite a bit in the movie of them saying something's happening or is it happening? <laughs> like we get it. We know the name of the movie. Yeah, they actually say it twenty three times. I didn't sit there and count. I just, I cheated with IMDb because I don't have the time for that. But gotcha. yeah, they say it 23 times. This scene to me was so trash because this girl sitting on the bench, I think her friend is reading a book and goes, I don't know where I am. And at first you're like, oh, she's just, she doesn't understand where she is in the book, I guess. And her friend goes, oh, you're in the chapter where this happens. Then she looks and she looks to the side. Are they clawing at each other? Then she looks to the left. Right. Is that blood? Is this a thing? And I was like, wow, I really come to movies to have people describe what's going on mm -hmm, in a movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was some of the worst like monologuing done. Like it, it seemed like a, like a high school theater. Was memory. <laughs> yes. She's like, look over Reader there. Theater. This is crazy. At last, it's happening. <laughs> She's freaking out. Then they do this thing where you notice people walking backwards slowly, mm. which I guess is the happening. What? Right. I don't see how that ties in with the plan. Yeah. So people walk backwards. People freeze in place. And everyone's affected but her, which I don't think they ever, when we get into the movie more, they don't explain why some people are affected and some aren't. She's just sitting there and she's panicking because everybody else is frozen in place. Then her friend takes out the hairpin, the like sharpest hairpin mm. of all times. So, like, <laughs> it's like a dagger and just goes through her neck. This is a quick intro, but I think it doesn't it do another one like right after this. You get the construction worker scene, yeah, right? You get yeah, you get more right. death by plants. And again, again, it's like they have this one person, or well, in this construction scene, it's multiple people who are not being affected initially. And everyone else around them is being affected, right? Right. Which, which doesn't make sense, but it's just like, it's like that's a, a storytelling crutch, I guess. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, like he's like, I want to tell the story, but through the lens of the people in the midst of it. But yeah, it doesn't explain why they're not being affected, or maybe like maybe that scene should have ended with, okay, I'm seeing everyone around me getting, you know reacting to something and then that person also starts to, okay. to react yeah that yeah so like the whole time with these both of these two scenes i felt everybody underreacted to something yeah. that strange <laughs> right so actually <laughs> underreaction to everything ever in the movie yeah there's, was, there's no acting in this it was like okay you're at a construction site 
all your coworkers and friends start jumping off of buildings. And dude goes, oh my God, Johnson? Hmm. Oh no, not Andrew. And I was like, are, are you panicking? And then everybody starts falling off. The, and you're just like, you should be like, oh, freaking out. And he's just, oh man, call a medic, I guess. <laughs> oh, well. How many, how many deer in the headlight scenes can you film? Yeah, everybody's <laughs> looking into the camera like, dun, dun, dun. dazed. <laughs> so immediately I thought how to fix this or what could have been done better. What's the slow this down? I get, I know that they wanted to do something shocking to just open the movie, but build into it to make it creepy, right? Mm-hmm. Have mm-hmm. Be at the park and slowly in the background start seeing that mm-hmm. somebody's walking backwards or, you know, not have everything being described to us off screen where somebody's like, is that blood? Oh my goodness, what is happening over there? But slowly as maybe as she's talking to her friend on the park, you're seeing stuff slowly break down, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe we introduce Mark Wahlberg now and have him, you know, at a store or his wife at a store and then she's seeing stuff slowly happen. You know how they typically do it in those zombie movies where right, like, the, new, right. the newscasters are like, yeah, so in other news, somebody blah, 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 bus drove off of the thing. And you're kind of getting the, you're setting up the atmosphere of the movie. This movie to me jumps right into it without explaining anything and just goes, all right, act one is done. We're in the movie now. Right. We're, like, we're four minutes in. <laughs> so later on in the movie, there is a part where there's like, there's all these scientists that are talking on the TV and radio mm. who quickly mm. like become experts on it. And one of them talks about how the plant sensitivity is increasing. But I'm right. like, where could it increase from if it was like, killing everybody from the onset like if like you said it was trickling in where like a few people in the park started um acting funny and then towards like, the end of the movie it's like it's getting everybody stay inside yeah. which i don't even know if staying inside helps i don't know we'll get to that <laughs> yeah no that's the part that was confusing to me it was just like okay it, if it's the plants is the wind in on it is are the plants <laughs> creating the wind like, how is it <laughs> that it's the it's like you know that it's coming when the wind is coming but it's coming from the plants right yeah it's like the the wind is an accomplice in the crime right it's also Mm. the wind because without the wind like what does it do that's how you see it in this movie is let's outrun the wind which i i don't think can can be possible but they do it several times in this movie when they're like it's coming and the wind is like (laughs) behind them i was like the villain of this movie was fans like it was, <laughs> yeah. It was watching trees blow in the the breeze, where you have like key grips in the background, just shaking bushes for an effect. You're <laughs> <laughs> like the horror. So we 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 do a jump cut after this woman kills herself, or no, after the construction thing, and we're introduced to the scientist Mark Wahlberg, science school school teacher Mark Wahlberg. Flirting with a student. <laughs> you said he was flirting. He starts with this scene. Talking about how perfect his student's face is. <laughs> I like was your, very your facial proportions are so good. But maybe if you peak now, you're not going to be as handsome later on. You ever think about that? You ever wonder that? <laughs> <laughs> you really did go in on this. Uh, the trajectory of your handsomeness. It was so, such a weird conversation. It was 
awkward. And it was just to get him to talk about science. <laughs> you should be interested in science. Be interested in science, Jake. You body shamed him to participate in class. I was like, the kid doesn't want to talk about bees, Mark Wahlberg. And he's like, you should be interested in science. You could be ugly when you grow up. You're a heartthrob now. I'm into you now, but you never know. Everybody like, no one wants to bang you, but how long for how long? <laughs> I mean, expiration stage. <laughs> Oh my god. So yeah, Mark Wahlberg as a science teacher is the worst casting decision. And no disrespect to Mark Wahlberg, but he plays Mark Wahlberg, right? Like he's he's not that guy that I'm going to for scientific discovery. He's the guy that I want to go see punch people in the face, like do some stuff like that. Right. He's trying his hardest to be every man. Right. But he's not. <laughs> it's funny because I was looking at like the chronological chronology. You guys know the word yeah. um, <laughs> of his movies. And before this is when he was doing, he was staying in his lane of just being the tough guy. Like he had Departed, he had Fighter. And then after this movie is when he branches off to being like a family man, like in, in Ted and like Innocent Family and has all these roles where it's like, he's a family guy, but he has a mean streak. So sure. he plays. So this movie, even though everyone hates it, it, opened up doors for him because people <laughs> saw range with Mark Wahlberg. Did they see range? That. <laughs> I, think, I think that was a reach at the end. I was trying to follow you, but I was like, I can't go past this line. You, know? <laughs> you, can't, you can't hit me with the, the That's range. Why I <laughs> this, this is where I stopped. It's so, the range of roles he's willing to accept. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Is he good at it? No. Is no. he qualified? Absolutely not. But he's in there. Um, so yeah he talks about the bees and i think this is where we get this real heavy-handed foreshadowing where somebody goes sometimes it's just the forces of nature there's no real explanation and i was like this is this is what we're going to hold on to this whole movie so we don't have to answer questions sometimes it's just a thing and i was like thanks random kid in the classroom i think the kid was supposed to be m night Shyamalan. So oh, that, that was the 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 was, quote unquote handsome oh, kid. Right? Was that Jake? That's a, was yeah. it Jake. I don't know if his name is Jake. I just keep calling him that. He looks like Jacob from Twilight to me. Mm. Nice. <laughs> he looks like um, the uh, the villain from Lazy Town. <laughs> With the big <laughs> fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what and I. He said he looks like the dude that wore the purple. I know you're talking about. Yep, purple stripes. Yep. That Lazy Town was underrated. That was a good show. <laughs> All right, teachers get called into this thing and you get another session of something's happening and it's happening in Central Park. And Mark Wahlberg's like, why would they attack the park though? The park? The park. And so they like dismiss the kids. I thought the scene was funny when he's telling everybody to leave. And then like a couple of girls are leaving the room. He's like, hey guys. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, never mind. And I was like, were you? <laughs> Was he going to say, like, be, be safe out there or something? And then he didn't want to scare them, so he just stopped talking? I just thought he was being a jerk. Like, he's like, I could warn these people that something's happening, but F those kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is where we're introduced to John Leguizamo or something, right? Right, right. He comes in and says he's been on the phone with his mom. He's a numbers guy. So oh, yeah. you can, yeah, he's a math teacher. So you can explain anything with probability and statistics. 
Statistics are comforting. Exactly. People like to hear percentages. (laughs) So he's like, hey, I'm going out to my mom's outside of Philadelphia. Do you and your wife want to come? And then he's like, yeah, I'll check with my wife. And then you get this weird dialed conversation where he's like, (laughs) my wife, she's acting odd. Like, (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. Don't bring it up, okay? Then why did did you say anything, Mark Wahlberg? Why did you bring it up? And then when he he goes off and he's like, no best best friend should have to tell their friend this, but I saw her on the wedding. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have such strong opinions about that, I see. Yeah. Like that's that's the time to have this conversation. Yo, dude, she was not ready to marry you. Just so you know, like you know, I need you to know all this now. Like we're evacuating, but she, your wife, was not ready to marry you. It's like you're, you're springing this on me now. After right. I'm like, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even that big of a, a convo to bring that part up. He just right. went, "Hey, my wife's been a little distant, so if you notice, it'd be cool." <laughs> hey, she was crying on your wedding day, bro. She didn't want to marry you. Sorry, I wasn't supposed to tell I you. Convinced that. her to stay. I was like, Julian, no. <laughs> So how long have they been married? Like, are they newlyweds that this happened pretty recently? Or have you been holding on to the secret for years? He said it like it happened yesterday because he just let it loose. But it seemed like they were supposed to be married for a while. I don't know. They didn't They didn't care to explain. <laughs> but I think this is where you flash forward to her at home, right? And she's getting this text or call from a Joey the right. entire movie. Uh, and I... I guess we're supposed to assume this is an affair. That's the purpose of, I don't know. It was weird because it just kind of kept going on and I didn't care. Also later in the movie, Joey's still calling her. And I was like, where's Joey at that? He's just cool. Like, and he's still just looking for her the entire time. Like the world's (laughs) going, the world's going to hell. People are getting eaten by lions. And he's like, Hey, we had a good night that other time. Right. We should, we should get back together. (laughs) Something must have clicked with Joey showy um they tried they tried really hard to make that like the subplot of the movie like they really wanted the subplot to be their relationship and the non-affair and it's like those are two different movies yeah nobody nobody (laughs) cares isn't it so it's this weird thing about disaster type movies that always irks me is that it's always about a couple that's like experiencing some type of marriage problem like either getting divorced or somebody was cheating and then by the end of the disaster movie, like everything solved and they walk out and they're good to go and life is back together. And I'm like, nobody cares about this subplot, right? I'm not here for that. Um, nobody cares about Joey. Actual uh, trivia, this movie was the first like M. Night Shyamalan movie to not have him as a cameo in his own movie. Mm. Um, but he actually was... Joey, he was the voice of Joey on that was calling her the whole movie. So that's how. He but we never, there. we never got to hear it. We oh. heard him, but we never saw him. Like this is the first one he wasn't actually visible in. Like mm-hmm. usually he's somebody, like a sheriff or something in each movie, like this a one, hotel worker or something. Yeah, something random. So uh, we get introduced to her real quick. She's her trait is that she doesn't show emotion. <laughs> Yeah, she's scared the whole movie. She's like, I don't show my emotions. And she's panicking the whole time and whatever. Doesn't make sense. I feel like this is a big big five minutes of skip. He Mm -hmm. comes home. Somehow they end up at the train station. 
with Julian and his daughter. She's introduced to the movie, right? Actually, take that back. The best actress in this movie is the daughter. Yeah, she probably. sold her performance of not t- wanting to talk to anybody because okay. I kill you. <laughs> I, was, I was like, did she did she speak the whole time? But yeah, okay, you're right. I think she did that. That wasn't in the script. She was just upset to be there. <laughs> She's like, I'm not saying anything this whole movie because I hate it. They get to the train station now. John Leguizamo is like super awkward around. Oh my god. Alma making it very weird after Mark Wahlberg specifically told him to chill. Like, bro, I'm telling you this now so you can chill. As soon as she shows up, he's making faces like, "Mm, you brought her along with you? She's my wife, Julian. She's like, oh my God, you told him. I didn't want everyone knowing that we fought. (laughs) It was immediate, she could tell. Like, he was so obvious. Like, "Mm." he he was like, he was like, like way too sincerely glad you decided to come you know it's like i'm glad you're i'm glad like you this wasn't the time to run away and start a new life yeah he he was taking shots at her the whole time (laughs) this is another part right where i'm like we took two minutes to set up the happening and yet we're spending 20 minutes on marriage problems where i'm like yo we had the time to set up a movie that would have been interesting yeah to set up you know, the the slow build into this poison or this virus, whatever we're calling it. Besides, instead, we decided to watch Zoe not pick up a phone and sit there and watch it vibrate and panic and stuff. Like, what's the point? So she tells them she's going to get on the train. I thought this was funny. She's like, we're not going to be able to sit with each other, so I'm just going to get on the train. <laughs> just keep my ticket and I'll see you guys. I was like, that's it, huh? And there and Mark Wahlberg and uh <laughs> John Leguizamo just look at each other like, well, I guess it is what it is. And she just gets, I was like, what is this movie? Why is this a thing? So then we get onto the train and it cuts to her answering the phone from Joey. And she's just like, hey, dude, stop calling me. It was just Tiramisu. Duh. That's it. <laughs> That's dialogue, baby. That's how you get Oscars. They went specific with the dessert, so you know it was real. First of all, I'm not getting in trouble for going out to eat tiramisu. It's not that good. I'm not. What? And then that's the thing. It's just like now this is like this this early on is when you find out there is no issue. Yeah. There's no affair. There's just tiramisu. That's all there is. <laughs> just tiramisu. Which just kind of destroys, it destroys the whole tension of what was the point? Right. If she really didn't have an affair or even get close, it didn't even sound like she got close, uh-uh. but she hid this from him for long enough that he, he noticed that she was being distant about it. It's just dumb. All right, they're on the train. They're trying to head to the place. I feel like something happens in between now and then, but I know at some point they just stop the train and everybody's like, get out. Well, they get yeah. the phone calls. They get the phone calls that it's like, right now it's happening in Boston. It's happening. Oh, and it reached Philly. Mm, okay. She was because, you know, the, the the little girl's mom never got on the train. So now now they're panicking. Is he going to is she going to make it or what's the deal with her? Right. And we find out that she. Yeah, they yeah. find out that the mom took a bus to Princeton. 
Okay. Oh, oh, right, right. Okay. Man, I'm telling you, I remember nothing. So, yeah, so they all they all have to get off. They stop the train in some mm-hmm. Filbert, tiny town called Filbert, and they're all like talking. All the conductors are talking. <laughs> it won't it's trying to get some answers. And they're just like, yeah, this is the final stop. And he was like, well, why? And then the black guy's like, well, we lost contact. And they're like, with who? With, with everyone. And I'm like, it's supposed to be ominous, right? With, with like the, the navigation people, or what do you mean everyone? How many conductors are on the train? There was like seventeen guys in that corner. It was a lot. <laughs> There's usually the engineer and maybe like two or three of those guys. Yeah, there was like ninety conductors in the circle. <laughs> well, they were all trying to get out too, so they just lied and said that that was their train. Just hopped aboard. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, he got no information. I think now somehow they end up in a diner. Is there something that happens between now and that? No, I don't think so. They just end up in a diner. I assume everybody from the train is now in this diner. And then they start, they start talking a little bit and they show, they start sharing videos. Like everybody's watching the same video of this guy going into a lion's (laughs) den. And at this point, I think I was watching it and went, all right, they tried to explain that this, I think in the newscast, they had people explaining that whatever they call it, this pheromone or whatever was causing- Neurotoxin. Neurotoxin was causing people to like turn off a part of their brain that was like for self-preservation. And I was like, okay, that seems like a lot of steps just to say that it's killing people, right? Like it's- all these extra things that plants are doing to be like, we want you to kill yourself in creative ways, not just stop breathing, which I think would be <laughs> a, a pretty easy way to do it is right. your body is designed to keep breathing, but a neurotoxin right. that would stop self-preservation would just make you not breathe and right. you'd just be done. But they're like, nah, we want a guy to walk into a lion's den. <laughs> right. If it's the plants, they should be able to be like, no more oxygen guys. And we're done, right? That's it. That's the movie. Everyone falls asleep. So this guy's in the, the lion's pit, and he's trying to pet a lion. It looks like he's like, he's like letting them get the sun in his hand, like it's he's like, like yeah. walking up to them. So and then I hate that whoever filmed this was a coward, right? So <laughs> I was like, you don't film a man in the lion's den, and as soon as the lion jumps, you pull away, like. And everybody in the diner's watching like the same video on the same phone, like they all, what's going on? I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm watching somebody get their arms ripped off by lions right now. Also, in 2008, was was our streaming that great on our phones? I don't. I feel like I don't remember being able to watch videos that nicely on a phone. Not on a razor. That's what uh, Mark Wahlberg's wife Alma had. She had a razor. Yeah. And I, I had. I had that phone, so I remember. No, no, I could not. I was playing Snake on that phone, bro. Like. <laughs> So yeah, now we see, oh shoot, it's really serious. People are getting their arms ripped off by lions. Um, it's a problem. And so everybody does this thing where they evacuate this diner. So what's funny with the evacuation is just two random people pop up and are like, hey, I think we need to get like to beyond this Western point because there's no attacks. We all need to go there right now. And then some other guy is like an expert and is like, yeah, that's about 90 miles from here. Let's go. And I'm like, why are we listening to these two people? Who are they? Who are they? <laughs> How did they become experts? 
and then everybody's just a jerk and piles into their cars. Well, how did they get cars if they were on the train? That, right, that's exactly. It. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's that's where, where I was like, I hope she goes. I hope she goes there because everybody rode a train here, <laughs> and then everybody had a vehicle at the diner, <laughs> except for Mark Wahlberg. And I was laughing because this is where we meet the hot dog scientist guy, oh, right? Yeah is Mark Wahlberg's trying to flag down people. And he's like, is this guy just going to ignore me? Is he ignoring me? And like, people were just driving away. Like, that's not an obvious thing to do. That's that's what people would do. He's not a jerk for doing that. I'm just, it's a car. You have four people with you. I'm just trying to get out. And he, so the guy's like, yeah, I own a plant nursery. Uh, We're going there to pick up some things and we're getting out of here. He's like, you guys need a ride? And he's like, yeah. And he does the thing that I hate as a person where if I offer somebody something, don't invite other people with you. He was standing there with his wife. We can take you guys. Then he flags down. Hey, Julian, come on, we found a ride. I was like, bro, he said you and your wife could go. But he had a station wagon, so it was cool. But this is where Julian decides to to separate and mm-hmm. get in the Jeep. Yeah, so I, I have a daughter and I watched this movie with mm-hmm. my husband. And I was like, if you ever leave our child with I don't care how good best friends they are if you leave our child to come find me in a city like you don't even know what point I'm at you don't do it do not leave our child I was so mad at that point where he was just like and then he was like hey guys take my daughter and then she's like uh Alma like yeah I'll, I'll take good <laughs> yeah. care of her <laughs> he was like if you take my daughter's hand you better meet me <laughs> <laughs> yes. he, he went off bro I'm awesome. saying taking shots I was like, it's the end of the world, but you're going to go off. And I'm, I'll support that. You're going to leave your daughter with strangers, but you better make sure that stranger is responsible. Cool. Yeah, I didn't think it made sense that he would. I guess it makes sense that he would leave, but it's one of those things where because you didn't meet the wife character. Right. It's hard to, to You, you don't really connect. I assume they love each other very much, and he's like, I'm going to go do it. But if you just showed her in the movie at least once before i think they just showed her as a picture at the end of the movie i don't yeah. even know what she looked like the entire time but and fun fact that was a girl's real mom oh for real in the picture. Mm-hmm. well no she's not even an actress they just had a, her take a picture with john leguizamo so they didn't have to really pay somebody <laughs> so this was a high school production <laughs> they're just so so he gets in the jeep he's going to princeton um, they go with the weird hot dog scientists to the the tree place, the nursery. I can't remember which scene goes first, but either way. So John Lake was almost in this car. They're headed to Princeton. He's riding with like five other people. And they do this scene. <laughs> Sorry, I'm already. Go ahead, set it up. No, so they do this scene where they're driving into town and it looks like nobody's around. You see a whole bunch of like landscaping equipment and stuff. And then the camera slowly pans and everybody's hung themselves. And you're like, oh, but the thing that was funny to me was everybody in the car can see what's going on. And they waited to do an audience reaction shot. (laughs) But if you're driving up the street, you've seen it. It's not shocking to you at this point, but they wanted to give it for us. And I was like, there's some way to shoot that where it's not as stupid. (laughs) Right. Where people react once they get up on a body. 
So I think this is when they realize that there's a hole in the car. <laughs> well, they're trying to plug all the holes because I guess they've realized by now that it's transmitted through the air. And so everybody's like rolling up their windows, yeah. like stuffing stuff. And then a girl in the back is freaking out. And he, again, tries to comfort with statistics and math. <laughs> <laughs> lays out lays out the question of the man gets paid a penny and it doubles every day how much will he have at the end of the month she's like 20 dollars like higher she really, so just, she really just wanted him to stop because he's he was really like no come on what are you thinking it's way higher than that she's like shut up i don't By care yourself. <laughs> and so while she's while they're doing that, he looks up and then he sees a hole in the roof of the Jeep. No, you hear it. That's what made me bad. <laughs> they're slowly driving and all of a sudden you hear the wind. They're just like, now? Did it just, did you just hear it now? You've been driving for, for a while. It's just like, do people not know how air works? Like, even if you close all the vents, like, you're not in a closed, like that. It's gonna come in. Like you, you've been driving down the highway and you can like smell something. Yeah. Right. Like it's. I don't know. It's like closing closing the air vents. Like just because you have a, a little tear in the roof, it wasn't like that was your. That was the weakest. That was, that that was, was the, the moment. Weak point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think people understood how air worked this entire movie. Right. There's a scene later on where. They separate into groups in a field and they do this thing where they're trying to outrun the wind because they're like, this is our chance. Go, 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 go. And they're running through a field while the wind is blowing every direction. I know. But, but, but they successfully outrun. <laughs> the fact that they thought it was a good idea. He was like, we got to run. Go. I was like, you're done, son. It's air. What's interesting in that scene yeah, I didn't I didn't rewind it to to double check, but I'm pretty sure that when they split off into groups, it was Mark Wahlberg followed by two white women. And then when they got further down, it was like a black kid and a black and a white kid. <clears throat> really? Yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> like, I I definitely wouldn't go back to check either. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nah, I'm, that's just how I feel. I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how I'm I pretty feel. sure there's was, was two women following him. That's just how I feel. Now everybody in the car is infected. I, he tells her like the answer is 10 million. And no, I didn't care. I, you could have just left that out. Okay. I didn't really but no, there was, there was a math bus at home who wanted the solution to the problem. Somebody was watching so. that movie like, they better t it's 10 million. I'm sitting here counting. It's 10 million and whatever. So they do this car crash thing. So I guess something with this movie that didn't work for me was for some reason, like these over the top suicides just weren't scary. They were funnier to me then or silly. So when somebody just speeds up a car and then like a body flies out the front, the way it was shot, it wasn't like, oh no, it was, it was goofy looking. They all die instantly, and I guess he slits his wrists in the street or something. Whatever. Yeah. What a terrible way to go for Julian. So while we're talking about the like the deaths of people, this movie is rated R, and I maybe in two thousand eight, like rated R couldn't push the limits as much as you can now, 
but they they shied away from a lot of the you know the quote-unquote cooler deaths that probably would have been more violent so I was like what was the point of having the rated r if like the man you don't even get to actually see the lion take the arm off you cut away and then come back with the arm mm-hmm. being gone yeah that was that was kind of a problem for me I don't, I don't know you wanted some violence I, I wanted I wanted there should be blood <laughs> <laughs> you're right I didn't realize it was rated r I guess that makes sense they had that scene where they shot those kids oh. yeah <laughs> yeah that was pretty heavy <laughs> And maybe maybe that's why they replaced the two white women so they could shoot those children. So I actually just went back to double check just to make sure. Mm-hmm. And um, I was following the wrong group. Oh, they, okay. went off, they went off to the right. I thought that was them in the middle. I think now we're at... So now we're at the scene where Mark Wahlberg and them go to the, the hot dog man's house to pick up stuff. And he gives us this hot dog monologue, which I didn't need it, but I guess it was a character moment <laughs> for this guy. If he would have just said Oscar Mayer in there and I'd be like, oh, it's a product placement because the way he was talking up, everybody loves hot dogs. It's a protein. It has a fun shape. Brought to you by Oscar Mayer Weir. Just have it at the bottom, like a YouTube thing. This is a paid, (laughs) this is a paid infomercial. Skip ad. That's what they should have in this section. (laughs) I've watched it for five seconds. I don't want your hot dogs and skip. So then he... This is where he kind of talks us through the plot, which is another this is another issue right. I had with the movie where they were explaining information to us, the watchers, the audience of the movie. At the same time, they were explaining it to the people in the movie. And it wasn't like a conversation. It was a halt. Hey, did you know that plants do something, something like this, like this? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that he was talking to Mark Wahlberg in this moment. He was basically looking at the camera going, plants have the ability to release neurotoxins into the air, hold on to that. And I was like, all right, once again, they're just kind of feeding us the movie instead of showing us how this works. And by this point, we were kind of getting it. Like I assume most of us were like, it has something to do with the air and whatever. It's not terrorists, right? Yeah. So for me, I needed this scene to be Okay, this guy, he's like uh, an at-home scientist, and he's he himself is a hundred percent sure about what's going on. Instead of because I feel like they try to like plant the same idea several times. Is it's the plants? Is it, is it the plants? Could the mm-hmm. plants be doing this? Like through the whole thing, it's just like no, we don't we don't need to have this question of of you know the source of this we just need to you just need to tell us why this is happening and then we can be on this adventure with these people trying to survive the plants yeah i think another aspect of this scene and it wasn't really in julian's scene either i feel like the lack of panic with a lot of these people the lack of urgency makes this movie very confusing right they drive like down the block to this guy's farm and everybody get out the car Everybody walks into a greenhouse he goes, full of plants. He goes, um, look around. We'll, we're going to pack our stuff real quick. And it's like, why are you telling to look around? Right. Everybody's like, dying because of the air. Yeah, and, like, get out of the carts um, and push the movie a little bit forward. And then I'll come join you in a second. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Let's get this plot going. Right. So they drive down the street. 
I think this is where we get our little roadblock because there's bodies on the thing. And so mm-hmm. they stop the car because they're like, there's something up ahead. I don't know what it is. And then she's like, you have binoculars in the back. <laughs> so I'm like, how could y'all not tell that those are bodies? I, as a viewer, can see it with my own two eyes. Those, those bodies couldn't be more than 20 yards out. Like, it we all knew what it was. It wasn't that far. She's like, you, you know, you have that telescope in the back. <laughs> like, what? How convenient. And you get like out that? of the car, you get out of the car to look again, like Yannick was saying, like, we know it's something in the air. Why are y'all getting out of the car every two seconds? Right. It was silly. So they turn around and then they run into, is this where they run into the army guy? Yeah. Oh my God. This guy was the dumbest. (laughs) (laughs) And it's saying a lot in a movie this silly. So I think this is where he comes up to the car and he's like, yeah, we can't go this way. I just came from an army base and there were people, they're stuck in the barbed wire. Once again, this is a movie where things are supposed to be happening. It's supposed to be crazy and uncomfortable and making you like, oh my goodness, people are killing themselves. Yet again, somebody's explaining a scene that should have been interesting right. to see, right? right? Like an army base of people going crazy. Show me that. Why are you telling me through some random dude that's like, yeah, this happened and this, it was insane. You're not going to see it, but it is. Don't go that way. So then he hits me with this line that I lost it at. I paused because I was like, why would you say this in this movie? That He's like, yeah, we came from this direction, it's bad. I came from this direction, it's bad. And he looks them dead in the eye and goes, cheese and crackers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there was any tension in that scene, it's gone. <laughs> cheese and crackers (laughs) and he goes running down the street to stop somebody else's car which i think this cracked me up because everybody came from different directions saying you can't go this way because people who die can't go this way people who die i think you're stuck now now you Mm -hmm. just die there's nowhere to go but they they figure okay we can get out and walk no this is when they all kind of huddle around outside right and talk for a bit and try to figure out the plot some more right yeah, and we get that phone call between some random woman and yes. her daughter, Stacy. <laughs> I love that part. This is one of the few, few pieces of the movie that I just, I had a great time watching. So, yeah, she's talking to her and she's like, you're not making any sense. And she's like, just go in the room near the, with the tree outside. And then Mark Wahlberg is like, No. <laughs> Tell her not to go in the room. Tell her not to go by that tree. <laughs> <laughs> and so then the girl, she puts on speakerphone and she's like, she's not making any sense. Calculus. Calculus. And she just keeps repeating calculus over and over. And then you hear the wind <laughs> through the phone. <laughs> and so you know whatever's happening got her. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I think Yannick was right. I don't think the wind's getting enough credit for being involved in this in this killing spree. Because yeah, the wind was in there. I died. That was my favorite part. When go by the window, look outside, go by the window with the tree. <laughs> and everyone, no, not the tree. <laughs> like I just imagine the tree had like a knife or a sniper rifle. As soon as she went by the window, the tree's like, I have the shot. Take it. 
And then they didn't explain like why they were having why like why they were saying these random things before mm-hmm. they started losing it. And not everybody did, right? Right. Like when in the Julian scene when they crashed the car, they just crashed the car. Unless the random thing was him trying to tell her this riddle about like adding up this penny over a month. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not everybody had the same effects. Why did some people go out of their way to get a ladder and then hang themselves and other people just stab themselves in the neck? Like there's so many, why go into a lion's pit when you can lay in front of a lawnmower? <laughs> like, and that guy started up the lawnmower. That scene <laughs> killed me. He went, he put gas in it and primed it. Right, Text it looked like oil. he was riding it and got off. And- <laughs> <laughs> it was so dumb so many steps so this is i think they break they break into groups for some well first they're all together okay and then uh, the happening happens a soldier boy gets out his gun when he starts he starts saying something weird yeah what was the thing Mia? <laughs> my firearm is my friend it will not leave my side <laughs> and then everybody just starts screaming <laughs> he's walking backwards um, and that's when they were like, the groups are too big. I think, well, I think they'd already split off at this point. Okay. Because, okay, what had happened, <laughs> what had happened? Yeah, was, I see what you did there. <laughs> was they were like, we're all going to go to this town that this realtor said isn't on a map. Mm-hmm. So those of you guys that are ready, go ahead and start walking. The rest of you guys can get stuff out of your car. Wait, and wait. So- <laughs> This is exactly like the diner scene where an expert just comes in and tells them what to do next. Right, right. The guy's just like, hey guys, I'm a realtor. <laughs> There's a town that doesn't exist on a map because this is 2008. We still have those. But yeah, there's there always map, There were maps everywhere in this movie. Like every house had a map. I guess right. if you're out in the country, they have that. But I was like, I haven't seen a map since I was about seven. It was like a video game scenario mm-hmm. where you go into places and you kind of loot it and find like the supplies you need for the next level. Like they would constantly just be like, here's the map. Here's how, you, this is the compass. It was basically like the Legend of Zelda when you open up the chest. Here's, here's the next this. Oh man. So yeah, the tinier group is ahead because they guess didn't need anything out the car. The hot dog people had to go back for their hot dogs mm. as yeah. well as the firearm and everything. You're joking about so. it, but that's serious. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Alma and Elliot hear the gunshots going off because I guess the military guy lost it and everybody else is killing themselves with the same gun. Mm. And then Alma's like, we have to go back. Like, have we not discovered, have we not come to the conclusion that once it gets you, like, there's pretty much nothing that you can do? What were you going to go back to do? I mean, I guess that was some, one of the moral dilemmas that Shyamalan was trying to bring out in this movie is that when stuff starts happening, like, people don't, like, let you ride in their car. Nobody's going to go check on you. And I'm like, yeah, that's 100% accurate. Like, if I hear a bunch of people shooting, I'm not going to run towards the fire, especially if I'm not a trained military or police sure. officer or anything i have no reason to go back i'm trying to survive so. yeah you bring up a good point where i think it was kind of one of those walking dead type of how society falls apart and when when things like this happen and you know instinct takes over and people look at people suspicious and all that kind of stuff right 
But by the time the movie goes off, it was like 24 hours, right? People, right. <laughs> people went from normal people to shooting children on their porch in yeah. 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> Society fell apart. You're right. It was very hour, quick. In an hour and a half, people were okay with, don't come in my house. I'm going to shoot this little child in the chest. Wait, what happened? <laughs> Once again, my whole part, I was like, slow this story down. Stretch it out a bit. I know you want it to be, oh, it happened as an act of God and it's an act of nature and it's over. But you could develop this a bit. Give it a few, give it a week, right? I don't think society crumbles that quickly, especially when I think this was supposed to be an isolated incident where it only happened in the Northeast, right? Mm -hmm. Like it didn't happen everywhere. Oh my gosh. It's like 24 hours and the world lost it. Um, yeah, so they separate, right? The hot dog people were dead at this point. Yeah, so we're only, we're left with, there's like the realtors in this group. There's a couple of random people and then they're hearing the gunshots and then everybody's turning to Elliot and be like, what do we do? Yeah. And so he's like doing science. <laughs> he's like, there's a hypothesis. You got to isolate the variable. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and so then he comes to the conclusion that we have to break up into even smaller groups. To oh survive. yeah, 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 you're right, right. <laughs> he did do that on the spot science. <laughs> science douchebag. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, he um. So they break up into tiny groups. Now they're like a group of four or five. Mm-hmm. Then they go a different direction. Is this when the wind blows and they outrun the wind for a little bit? And they're yeah. like, we, we weren't a threat because we we're a small group or something like that. Right. Um, I think now we're in this the subdivision section, right? Yeah, they go to that model home where everything is fake in it, which I don't know why it had to be a model home. Did, did that add anything to the story? No. It was cheap for production value. Like, it was just, we don't have to spend a lot on this. And it's funny to watch Mark Wahlberg pretend to drink wine that doesn't have actual wine in it. There was a whole, is this where he talks to the plants? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, <I> girl. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. <laughs> God. He was out here. He's trying to send good vibes only to the plant. He's like, we're just here. <laughs> which is here we don't want any trouble any problems and i think that's supposed to be a callback because didn't the the hot dog scientist he was talking to his plants mm. in the greenhouse or something right mm-hmm. but then he finds out it's a fake plant and i was like this is so dumb which i think was the director's attempt at attempt at humor yeah it was supposed he to was be funny. trying to be funny what he didn't realize is the movie was unintentionally hilarious the entire time (laughs) so to put an actual joke in i was like i don't want that i want this real stuff (laughs) you've been doing it the whole movie (laughs) so is it i think the lawnmower scene happens around here yep where the guy lays down in front of the lawnmower because it was two groups coming together Mm. and it was too big of a group yeah 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 also, I, I laughed at this because Mark Wahlberg could have just yelled and said, hey, don't 
don't be because he was whispering like oh the groups are too big they can't be together <laughs> da, da, da. and he's within like earshot of them to be like hey if you break in the groups it won't kill you and he just let them sit there and all murder themselves on the lawn while he watched he just mm-hmm. stood there i like that he sure. watched the guy get ran over where we knew what was going to happen but he was just like shocked and stayed there the whole time then i thought maybe mark Wahlberg is the happening <laughs> maybe maybe he's the guy the whole time it was him he was plants so we're about to get to i think all of our favorite scenes but before we get there yeah. they're asking and one of the kids just asked mark Wahlberg, like hey why don't y'all have kids and i'm oh like you don't, <laughs> you don't know me well enough to be trying to have an intimate conversation and he's trying to give him advice relationship I was like who are you that threw me (laughs) yeah because they weren't like his students or something from before it's just some random kids that ended up there (laughs) on a walk yeah I think he asked like hey what he was like what are you guys' names and he's like Josh and Drake or something or Jared Drake and Josh (laughs) and then (laughs) don't think we didn't catch that you tried to switch it around so we wouldn't be familiar with the works of Drake and Josh. For all intents and purposes, it was them. Fair use. Yeah, and then the next thing, he's just like, hey, that's your wife? Like, why don't you guys have any, is, like, is that your daughter? And I'm like, no. And they're like, why don't you guys have kids? Yeah, like, something wrong with you? <laughs> hey, you mind your business. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah, that was such an awkward scene. Because then that was the setup to them going to the house and banging the on the doors. People yeah and he was like hey i think there's somebody in there and then the kids just start going off right yeah <laughs> they were I'm like so these, buck. they were like these like you said they just had this conversation like hey is your relationship all right that are, like they're reasonable children i guess and then they're like hey open this door up bastards and it's just like <laughs> what did what did they think the world was like right <laughs> This, this girl's hungry. She wants some food. He's trying to kick the door down. Yeah. Also, also, what's occurring while this is happening is again, people are not taking this serious enough because Alma is pushing Jess, the little girl, on the swing that's connected to a tree, and it's, they're just having a good time. She's like, she just wanted to play for five minutes, and I'm like, <laughs> why is, is this the time? Is that when she asks him what kind of tree this is? Yeah. <laughs> like she's swinging. <laughs> So I, she was like, what kind of tree is this? And he's like, I think it's a maple. And then she looks up at the tree like, oh my God. <laughs> like, like, uh-oh, I shouldn't have. If it was an evergreen, all right, cool. But she looked up like, oh shoot, a maple? Uh, yeah, we talked about it. Kids get shot in the chest for being stupid. And chest and the head. Oh the yeah, the black kid gets it in the head. In the face. Yeah. Um, so then somehow we leave this part too. Things just, we were walking through a field for about 50 minutes from house to house. Does anything happen before we get to the old lady's house or is that basically what's next? Yeah, I think it's just them walking to the old lady's house as far yeah. as I know. All right, let's just hit the old lady's house because this movie, let's, the, get the, to ra- let's get to wrapping it up. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to wrapping it up. We get to the old lady's house She's just very strange. 
see just... you eyeing my yellow drink. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I gotta invite you in for dinner. Why are you upset, ma'am? Wait, I think I think there. I don't know if this happens in between, but there's this really cringy scene where he's like, she, "Well, she." At some point, she tells him about um, Joey, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then and then he's like, "Well, I want you to know that I went to the pharmacy and it was a really <laughs> hot pharmacist, and I went up and talked to her for no reason." Just so you know, I bought <laughs> cough medicine, even though I yeah. didn't need it. Just yeah, he's like, I bought cough medicine. I didn't even have a cough. Yeah, <laughs> right. Your delivery is uh, much better. He's <laughs> that like that weird cadence that he does. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. yeah, it was. And then she goes, are you joking with me? And then I think it's like one of those things where he's like, it's not a big deal. Or no, he goes, he goes, she goes, are you joking? And he just nods. <laughs> yes, I'm joking. <laughs> and she just goes, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for, for uh, trying to bring some what? light into the world. I do remember that. Oh my <laughs> gosh, this movie had such awful. <laughs> that was was that? And and that's the thing is like that's another another obvious attempt at humor. Mm-hmm. And it only the only way that you can get that that's what's happening is if one character asks the person if they're trying to be funny. Yeah, like is is this a joke? Is the audience right. supposed to laugh here? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So now we're at eyeing my yellow tea or my yellow drink. I guess <laughs> I should invite you in. They come in. This lady is obviously unhinged, right? <laughs> Like, I would just keep it moving. Uh, she, they're at the dinner table. This is the scene I remember. They're at the dinner table, and the little girl reaches for something. Uh, a cookie. She reaches for a cookie, and this woman slaps the, slaps the flavor just, wow, off her hand. And these two adults sit there and watch a woman they don't know slap the girl that they're with, and they go, just continue dinner this is so awkward i mean every conversation in the movie thus far has just been filled with awkwardness mm-hmm. but it's, now they're it's sitting at the table and they're just like not saying much to her they're not even really looking at her and she's like all right so who's chasing who <laughs> i can tell you guys are in love <laughs> it's like you're in... okay why does everyone in the movie need to comment on their relationship because <laughs> that was the plot the whole movie revolved around us caring that Mark Wahlberg and Zoe were together. Right. And we didn't because they were weird. It, They're both weird. Just strange. And this was like before New Girl stuff, right? She was just... Right. It wasn't, it wasn't quirky. It was <laughs> just awkward. I don't show my emotions. That's just me. So I like this part because they go into the room and they're like whispering very loud to each other. <laughs> they're like, yeah, did you see how she hit Jess in the hand? Yeah, what's wrong with her? We got to do something about that. And I was like, are they, are they plotting to murder this woman? Because that's what it sounded like to me. So when they go out in the hallway and she's like, 
what are you trying to do? Are you trying to kill me in my sleep? <laughs> it's like, no, what? What? No, of course not, man. <laughs> what? No, that was great. Never. And I was like, <laughs> in my mind, I thought, if she overheard them talking, I would think the same way because that's what they sat in the room. was like, we got to do something about this. It's, uh, she's, uh, she's not quite right. If I heard somebody whispering in my house that I'd approach them to. But yeah, so we hit, we hit that part, which is like one of the most well-known parts in uh, the happening. What? That was the scene that my sister sent to me. I was like, isn't this the worst piece of dialogue in any, any film you've ever seen? And I couldn't, be, I always thought it was a joke. So here we go, better movie, right? What if they made this movie and it was supposed to be a B-movie satire on, you know, the these disaster movies or these whatever, big scale. To me, it works better as a comedy or as a movie that's trying to kind of poke fun at these type of genres where you have the divorced couple that can't get it together the friend that goes back for the wife that doesn't he shouldn't because he's obviously supposed to be this educated dude that and he made up percentages so that he can go back 62 percent like and then you have Mark Wahlberg as a science teacher which already just sounds like haha to me you play this movie not as serious or you know if it's self-aware I think it might be kind of fun if it's supposed to be not necessarily an actual thriller or an actual like horror movie. It's almost a B movie satire. That would I was watching it like that towards the end, and I was like, this movie's kind of uh, kind of hilarious. I don't know. Yeah, no, it, it was the 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 mood of it was like a little all over the place. Like you're you're trying to bring some levity in it, but you're also clearly trying to be like unsettling. Mm-hmm. So it's like it like does neither yeah well tries to do everything and accomplishes none of that right so the so, go ahead no so it's funny you talk about the b movie aspect of it because i actually <laughs> looked up to be like what was m night Shyamalan thinking and that actually according to what he said post the reviews of the movie Oh, sure. He probably was just backtracking, but he was mm-hmm. like, I wanted it to be a B movie. And I think a lot of the audience didn't get that. He was like, part of that is my fault. It wasn't as intentional as it could have been. But I'm looking at the movie and it came out June of 2008. Like, that's like blockbuster season. And you already had a couple of good movies under your belt. You don't get a chance to make a B movie unless like, you spec- like I thought of that movie, uh, movie 43, I hated it, but Oof. you could tell you could tell that that was supposed to be like a B movie, like sure. even from the the trailers. So I was like, if you were trying to go for that, you should have sold that from the beginning. Don't after the crit- critics are tearing it up, you're like, no, that wasn't my intention at all. Like, right. I just don't think you guys got it. You didn't understand. It was I was joking. I was joking. <laughs> right. You weren't supposed to take this seriously, guys. It was it was a joke, guys. Mark Wahlberg teaching science. Come on, guys. <laughs> it was funny. The bees. There's layers to my comedy. So the woman, oh, then don't doesn't she tell like this story about like there's a slave house in the back? Mm. She did so mention that at dinner. Yeah, I was like, what are we talking about? There's a old well, thing in the back where they 
hidden slaves. Hiding, hiding slaves. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> like I think I was like coming in and out, and I heard something about slavery, and I was like, "Oh, where are we going?" But okay, they're hiding slaves. So the next morning, the woman goes outside because they're still convinced that oh, if they're in a really small group, then the plants don't bother them. She goes outside and she goes crazy. Well, in the garden before this. He's looking for her, I guess, and he finds her daughter doll. It's like a doll, but it's yeah, life size looking. Yeah, it's like life size. And he finds it, and then she comes in and starts screaming at him. You try to take my stuff. You get out now! And like she's like screaming at him, and it's just like that's your cue to leave. Like she, (laughs) like she wants you gone. So. He's just, I guess, trying to explain to her. I don't know what he's doing. He's he's not being a good guest. He's trying to reason with her. Right. So, so yeah. So now is she, she outside? Goes outside. Okay. I think, I think that's when she goes. Man, I'm telling you, this movie, I watched it and I was like, mm, let's just purge this from my mind. I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about it once and never think about this yeah. ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she goes outside to her garden. And you see the wind blowing, and she—I think she starts walking backwards, so you know mm-hmm. that it got her. Yeah. And, and then that, they try to do the the creepy thing of you hear her like pounding on the the walls and stuff. Come to find out, she was banging her head against it, and then she burst through the window. <laughs> <laughs> and it was strategic, right? And then she's like, start going around the house, breaking every window with her face. And I was like, can so they the control? The wind control. <laughs> so i was very not that i was putting a lot of thought into this movie (laughs) but we established that it was groups of people that get affected now they're in a group of four this one lady goes outside and then all of a sudden she's infected by the neurotoxin she's old i don't see how she'd be a threat to the plants right so i was like i don't understand why she's infected now like what happened here so i did a little bit of a dive because i was curious like how does this thing work somebody had to have written how it works so apparently it's about your vibe Mm. you have a negative vibe the plants read that vibe and whatever so when she was trying to kick him out the house and she was like losing her stuff and going out and just being upset then the plants were like all right let's end this person stupid very <laughs> very dumb that but doesn't fit because the hot dog fit. man he should have yeah. he had he had the most positive vibes towards plants he should have survived the whole thing he shouldn't julian, have died at all julian was being helpful up until the end mm-hmm. yeah so they're like no it's like your vibe and if you give off this vibe and i was like but there's just people sitting on a park bench reading it wasn't really a vibe but i guess if you want to consider that a group like central park being a group but it was once again I think maybe this is something that's universal against movies that just don't work very well. And we talked about this before is establishing, establishing your rules in the movie and then going and writing your movie or executing a movie based off of those rules. Right. Mm -hmm. If you want to say it's good vibes, cool, we can go with it, but you start with good vibes. You know, I don't have to read that later, (laughs) like go down and scroll and find out, Oh, the director thought that, the plants can read your vibes and blah, 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 blah. Like, establish it in the movie. Give me the rules. 
I'll I'll watch anything mm-hmm. if I know what's supposed to happen. And I know in movies like this, they try to say, well, you're not supposed to know because that's the the thrill of it. But typically in movies like this, like a thriller or something, they build on those things. So you yep. may not give me it all at the beginning, but we're less than five minutes away from the end of this movie. Right. At this point, I should kind of have an idea of what works and what doesn't work. Right. And if they <clears throat> establish the whole vibe thing earlier, then the success or failure of the main character's relationship with each other, then that starts to matter. Mm. Because then they are they are affecting each other's vibe. So it's like will love whatever bring you know save us in the end. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but none of that. Yeah, none, none of that of comes that. out. And I think that's what ultimately they do at the end, right? Where they walk across the field. It's so dumb. Oh, I, I had a problem with this again because they're not taking the situation seriously. Why did y'all go out to the slave house or whatever in the first place? <laughs> so he kept hearing their voices throughout the house. And then we established it's because there was that underground pipe that made it seem like you're in the same room. So then he realizes they're in the field out there catching frogs out in the back house. <laughs> and so they're talking to each other through the pipe and they have their like big realization moment of love or whatnot. Even though the dialogue right here was very <laughs> inappropriate if you think about it because they were talking about the mood ring yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. Move he made, <laughs> the move he made on their first date. And he was like, oh, it turned purple. And you said that that meant that you're in love. And uh, he was like, it got you to talk, didn't it? Like, what? but what did purple actually mean? And then she's like, it meant that I was horny. And I'm like, there is an eight-year-old child. I felt so bad for that girl sitting in the back listening to these two people go. And she's just like cringing in the back. Oh, God. I was cringing for her as an audience. I was like, ugh. This is not the time. Also, as a little girl, I would be sitting there like, I hope, when's my dad coming back? Because <laughs> only we know he's dead. <laughs> uh, so then I think Mark Wahlberg says a line where he's like, if I'm going to die, I'm, I'm going to come see you. Like he does right. something where he's like, I'm not going to die over here by myself. And they drag this little girl out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, so you guys are kamikazing with the child? Like, she didn't she didn't sign a suicide pact with you and your wife <laughs> they just pull her and uh, the look on her face was just like why why am i going with you right and i thought mark Wahlberg was like i'm coming over there so yeah. you stay there i'll come to the house right she decides i'm gonna go outside and the wind's blowing the music swells and then we get this little we're like at 9 38 the event stopped. yeah it was like very time specific like down to the minute like it's 9 58 the events <laughs> ended in wherever and they're like it must have stopped <laughs> and i was like okay all right cool and it was the power of positive vibes that's what happened there they, they fell in love again their vibe was good well that's the thing it wasn't it was just it ended <laughs> time's up <laughs> The happening happened. Passed. Yeah, the happening has happened. And that's what happened. Until... So then we get... <laughs> <laughs> Until it happens again. And then you have this uh, the scientist being like, I think this is just, what do you say, like a um, 
a warm up or like a, a yeah. precursor or something like that. A warning, a warning. There's more to come and da da da. And he's saying like, "Oh, Mother Nature." And once again, we got it right. It was the plants. This dude goes through for another five minutes. The movie is going off. Right. And he's telling us, "Yeah, it was the plants and uh, Mother Nature." has been fed up with pollution and blah. And I was like, bro, we got it. Are you telling me grass gets angry that it gets mowed? Is that what we're talking about here? It just kept going. But I think they do like a three months later jump forward too before mm-hmm. this movie goes off. Yeah. So they're like three months later, they've officially just become the guardians of this little girl. She has no other family, whatever. Uh, no grandmas, no aunts looking for her. They're just like, we own you now. Um, she goes to school. Fun fact: she has an Avatar: The Last Airbender backpack on, mm. which ends up being the next movie M Night Shyamalan destroys. So, <laughs> I wonder if for that movie he was like, "Guys, I was trying to make a B movie, right?" That's just didn't get it. I was, I was making fun of Avatar, right? <laughs> I, I didn't like it. I just, I just wanted to do something goofy so that the fans appreciate the animated series more. <laughs> I don't want to make a bad movie. So then she takes a pregnancy test. She's pregnant. I don't care about you enough. I didn't, I didn't know this was a thing. Like the little boys mentioned it, but they weren't struggling to have a baby, the movie, right? I didn't think so. I didn't think did those- she say that she didn't want, did he say that she didn't want kids? Maybe. But what changed she- her heart? that she wanted kids all of a sudden because she hung out with Jess. Yeah, I guess. I just, I don't remember it being a, a point in the movie. And then right. at the end, they made it a big deal that she was pregnant. Like, it's like cool. Like, I don't because know. Because the if... baby fixes everything. If they're pregnant, <laughs> that means that their relationship is back on track. Yeah. They're at least sleeping together or unless it's Joey's baby. Because once again, Ooh. plot thickens. So maybe if you add that, does that make it better where they can't have kids and she's stressed about it and then she ends up with joey or she's distant like it gives her extra some type of reason to be emotionally distant mm, yeah like, something like they're, that they're struggling having kids and so that's why they're, they're the emotional state of their marriage is in trouble yeah or she just found out or something like that yeah give her something like that maybe and then at the end if you want to be like oh she's pregnant now oh, you're like okay we're on board so then she's like standing in the street. He's like hmm? walking up extra swole. <laughs> all, all I could look at was I was like, dog, Mark Wahlberg's traps are on like a hundred walking down the street in this thing. So they hug, whatever. Now we go to Europe. Perry? Is it Paris? It's it's definitely French. Or so someplace in France. Okay. It could be. Paris. so the central park of some France. park yes exactly <laughs> and the <laughs> and they basically do the same exact scene as the beginning because the friend is talking about i need to drop my bicycle off before i go to the party and then he repeats the sentence again then you see the other guy turn and start looking around and his eyes get big so you know he's saying something happening like all the people freeze and i'm like here we go again the happening part two <laughs> take it to europe happening part two euro trip (laughs) the happening reloaded (laughs) yeah there you go 
Um, so that was uh, 2008's The Happen. That ending was so garbage. Oh, <laughs> uh, so by the way, for some reason, my subtitles didn't work. So I didn't know that they were talking about anything. I just heard oh. them talking. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just so he's like, I didn't even know about the bike. <laughs> I didn't know about the bike. I didn't realize the guy was like losing his mind talking crazy until you just said that he was, <laughs> I thought they were having a regular conversation. <laughs> so I didn't know it was a setup for a sequel. I just thought it was going off and everybody is like a flash mob. So that was uh, that was the happening. Mark Wahlberg, Zoe, John Lake was on my, what'd you guys think? Would you recommend this to to anybody no 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 don't watch this one not even going into it knowing it's a b movie it's still not fun i mean yes. it's funny to laugh at i definitely laughed at a lot of parts but i i can find a better use of my 90 minutes yeah no i agree it's it's just not good and i think <laughs> from stuff that we've seen and kind of talked about there's usually stuff that you can build off of. There's interesting concepts. There's maybe a character or two that works. This had no good acting. It really had nothing inventive when it came to like the kills or one thing that I, I thought looked kind of interesting at the beginning and they never went back to anything quite on that scale was when the people were jumping off the building. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of a cool effect. Like the body is just kind of falling or whatever, but Nothing cool happened. Apparently there's a director's cut type of thing that has like a whole hour of extra footage. Like I think there's more violence or something. Okay, that's what I need to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this this psycho. <laughs> I need violence. But yeah, supposedly there's something that has a little bit more of that. Like there's a whole nother the, the lion scene is longer and something else. But I didn't go look for it. I, I didn't have the time. Like that being longer doesn't make that movie any better. No. But yeah, I think with this movie, even the fixes that we gave it was more of like, just just don't make this movie. <laughs> right. Or just find find some kind of central core, like some kind of central theme to tie it all together. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. Like going with the core, I think the problem was, I don't think random acts works as a cool story device. Right, right to be like it just happened because it happened right. like i don't need everything to be spelled out and everything doesn't have to always because life is like that right things do happen but i think when you look at a story you watch a movie you need things to line up it doesn't have to be perfect but there has to be some type of reasoning behind it besides right. this thing happened for a day and then we're just done and then you just then you just throw on it was the plants all right that's a movie mm. and scene some underlying logic some kind of foundation just a little bit tie it back to the bees can the bees be something? right right we started the movie with the bees and then we didn't care all right this movie reminded me as i was watching it it reminded me of bird box the movie that came out mm. just a couple of years ago okay and i guess it was the precursor to that Bird Box, I guess, did it better. It's not that great of a film, but it did it better, I guess. And I'm trying to figure out what was their explanation for everyone going crazy and killing themselves. In Bird Box? In Bird Box? Yeah. They didn't explain it. Okay, so. There's like some thing that they all could see. Mm -hmm. For some reasons, when they saw it, they would 
what kill themselves yeah i guess it's like the same movie it's, it's the same, same yeah. movie <laughs> it's yeah, just it but i think with bird box right and it's once again it's not say bird box is fire it's better exactly. than this yeah but i right. think bird box did like i was saying you show things gradually things mm-hmm. get worse bird box did a thing where they like introduce layers to the story so at first people see it they go crazy they die then you find out later that some people saw it and they didn't go crazy they wanted other people to see it mm-hmm. then society felt like bird box went somewhere this one was like you breathe the the plant air and you kill yourself and that was we did that for 90 minutes yeah you didn't meet anybody that you met the hot dog dude that kind of had an idea but nobody had an idea nobody was trying to creatively solve problems like in bird box at least people were like put this on wear this over your face so this doesn't work this was like the air is the villain Mm. how do you beat that Mm -hmm. you can't (laughs) you you messed up at square that stage one of writing this yeah and bird box lasted for the movie goes over the span of several years yeah this like you said all happened in one day and it doesn't really make sense especially when i'm thinking about it was an isolated incident to the northeast the wind goes across <laughs> state lines <laughs> and borders Not in so this movie. it didn't make sense where it was like yeah if you can make it to this checkpoint it won't get you anymore i don't sure. know no that's a good point i thought at the end with the the three months later I don't think after an incident like that, they allow you to move back to your town <laughs> three months later. I think there's a little bit of time that has to take place after mass suicides have happened in your city. I don't think life goes back to normal that quick. I mean, I don't work in that field, but I would just assume the buses don't run on time right now. Like it's life has to start over there. You don't move right back to Philly and things are cool. Three months. Everybody in your city died. But uh, so yeah, so nobody's recommending this movie to watch anything. Uh, what are your ratings? What are we rating this one? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, here we uh, we make up our ratings as we go. Every movie gets a different rating based on the scale of our choosing. I think I'll rate this movie as not happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't have happened. Shouldn't have happened. That's the sequel. That's the prequel to this movie. Shouldn't have happened. Uh, Mia, you have a rating for it? I don't even know. <laughs> that was a good rating. <laughs> Not happening. I think if I would rate it, I would rate it on a scale of Bs. And mm. I'd give it negative three Bs out of 10 Bs. There weren't enough bees in this movie for him to bring up bees at the beginning and they'll not factor into the movie. So I give it negative three bees. Right. <laughs> That's the problem. There were no bees. That's the they're all gone. Bees. The bees were the villains. <laughs> yeah, this will be so bad. Or what if they explained that without bees, plants go crazy? Ah. So bees are an essential part of the ecosystem. So bees disappearing. Plants are starting to lose their minds. We need to figure out where the bees are going. Some logic mm. in there. There you go. They, sh- they should have brought back that handsome kid. <laughs> he comes in and saves the day. Like, he shows God. up in the last scene. <laughs> he's, he's like a scientist now. You were right. <laughs> Science is cool. Maybe he's so in the scene, there's 
in Jupiter Ascending, which is our next film, there's a scene where the bees follow her. And so, she, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Ned Stark. Sean Bean. Bows to her. He's like, oh, <laughs> bees recognize royalty. It's like, is that, <laughs> is that how that works? So maybe Jake comes back with a, with a trail of bees following him. He's like, I've done Saves it. the day. And then we just immediately, like, he kicks in the door with the bees behind him. And he's like, come with me. <laughs> the bees will protect us. I solved it. I've gone to the future. I figured it out. My face is still symmetrical. It works. <laughs> I get even more handsome. <laughs> you were wrong. He's like, Jesus Christ, you got even more handsome. <laughs> the science is wrong on this one. It's all about the bees. Oh man, yeah. Let's do that movie. Yeah, <laughs> a handsome, handsome high school kid saves the day with bees. Bees. That's the happening. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been better movie. Maybe. Thanks for listening. See you next time.